Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. This is The Great America Show, and we're glad to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. President Biden is back to the restful atmosphere of the White House after his hard few days of vacationing in Delaware. This president of ours has about everything upside down, doesn't he? He falls off a stationary bike. He's claiming the country's in good shape as gasoline and diesel prices skyrocket. His chief economic advisor is as confused as the president. Listen as Brian Deese on Face the Nation just blathers outright nonsense about the causes of inflation and what Biden is doing to fight it. How do you win credibility here to the public and say this time we're not wrong? Well, you just have to look around the world today to recognize that the two principal drivers of inflation are the pandemic and Putin. We're seeing this everywhere. It is a global phenomenon. As I mentioned, in the UK, inflation's hit 9%. Right. In Europe, it's over. Those are the things you can't control. I'm talking about the things you can. Absolutely. So how do you win that credibility back? Well, if we look at the things that we can control, we win credibility by taking action. This president is acting. Acting. Yeah, like a clown he's acting when a president and his chief economics advisor just bald-faced lie through their teeth to the American people. You can be sure we're in deep trouble and not just economically. How much trouble? Well, with some political strategists predicting a red wave election this fall, the GOP taking as many as 60 seats in the House, there is a new worrisome story from the left-wing Associated Press. Listen to this lead from their report. Quote, Democrats are going to hold on to the House after November's midterm elections. They will pick up as many as four seats in the Senate, expanding their majority and overcoming internal dissent that has helped stifle their agenda. Wow, that bright assessment from the leftist AP when polls show Biden at his lowest point and three-quarters of the country saying America's headed in the wrong direction. Even President Biden had to admit that the country is, as he put it, really, really down. But not at AP, no siree. I want to compliment Joe Hopped at Gateway Pundit, noting that ABC News retweeted elements of that story and then deleted them. Jack Posobiec tweeted this back at ABC, asking, why did you delete this? Well, I think we know. Perhaps the Associated Press was way too confident in the article, suggesting they may know something of the Marxist Dems' plans for a repeat this year of what they pulled off in 2020. We'll see. Our guest today knows a few things about the Marxist Dems who drive the Democrat Party and the deep state and their pervasive political corruption. Joining us is Cash Patel. He served as aide to House Intel Committee Chair Devin Nunes, Chief of Staff for the Defense Secretary, President Trump's National Security Council Principal Deputy to the Director of National Intelligence and former federal prosecutor. 
Cash is now host of Cash's Corner on Epic TV. Also, the author of the new children's book, The Plot Against the King, which we recommend to you highly. Cash, great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. Lou, it's great to be back with you. And I wish the lights were greener on my end, but I think they're uh, unfortunately going to yellow to red on everybody's end. So uh, I think people are finally starting to wake up to the fact that you have been providing the American public for so many years. Um, and I just hope and pray it's not too late. But uh, and as always, you've been right, and the mainstream media has been wrong. Cash, I have to say that uh, we are at a point, uh, a juncture, that we are the only people, uh, we being the United States, with a leader who is demonstrably, empirically, uh, <laughs> absolutely, cognitively impaired. Uh, and we have a, a corporate media that is playing like he is perfectly normal. We have a, a political party, the Marxist Dems, uh, doing the same thing. And the rhino liberal element of the Republican Party as well. Meanwhile, the Republic is in great danger because of the person that the Radical Dems put in place to be in the Oval Office. It is deeply troubling because every day that passes, another another threat is exposed to this country, and he is chief among them, I think. Well, you're absolutely right. It starts and stops with the commander-in-chief. When President Trump was in the Oval Office, it started and stopped with him. There's no reason it shouldn't start and stop with uh, this this individual who's failing to be the commander-in-chief. I mean, pick your topic, right? I'm a national security guy. So whether it's Russia or China kicking our butts or whether it's Iran on their nuclear weapons program, whether it's our southern border, our opioid crisis, our children being trafficked and crime through the roof from coast to coast, all of those initiatives, all those programs, all those policies have been changed 180 degrees since Joe Biden took office because the media didn't like Donald Trump. And this is what happens when you politicize the national security apparatus of the United States. I'm not an economic guru. Um, you, you know, you are the pro on that. But I think the economy sort of goes with the national security and law enforcement. And, uh, you know, at least some some liberal cities are voting out district attorneys because they now see that they can't live under that sort of uh, bureaucracy. And um, I think even those cities are starting to see that uh, we are in for some tough times ahead. And when you talk about liberal Marxist dim run cities and states, by the way, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about Los Angeles. We're talking about San Francisco. We're talking about St. Louis. We're, t we're talking mm -hmm. about New York. These are all funded by one apparatus led by one George Soros. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a bad piece of fiction in which there really is a, 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 an evil doer at the top of this pyramid that is trying to destroy the entire country. And, and that You're person right. is George Soros. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And people are trying, finally, you've been saying it for years. And the mainstream media had said, oh, this one person can't control the country. Well, he can. He's buying and selling district attorneys like I buy and sell, you know, the, the newspaper every day. And he's putting in place politicians. Of course, Adam Schiff, prime example, who's literally married his way into the Soros family. Um, this is what happens when you allow 
the Democrats to be the hypocrites that they are. They say they're the champions of the middle class and the working class, yet they want to live in gated communities and they want to take away our firearms, but they want to allow private security with firearms that they want to take away from us to walk around and protect the likes of AOC and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. It's just hypocrites on full display. And I think the only thing they hate, the American people hate more than these hypocrites, are the lack of accountability that has been brought by our government for everybody that has failed, from everybody from Russiagate to impeachment to Hillary Clinton world. And, um, you know, th- that lack of accountability is really a cause for so much unrest. And, in, and I don't know how we can fix it in the near term, unfortunately. The working man and woman in, in this country, our middle class in this country, their families, are all now focused, and it is clear to them what surrounds them. And that is a political architecture that is riven with corruption, uh, with uh, double dealing, uh, and 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 those who mean to destroy the country from within. We're talking about the deep state, the Marxist dims, the, the puppet masters of President Biden mm-hmm. and, uh, and from whom emanate uh, the White House policy under this president. We are at a, a point where it's inescapable, the level of, co-op, of, of corruption, the, the level of, in, uh, what would I call it, uh, the level of just simply ineptitude, uh, it, mediocrity that just surrounds all of this because no one, no one is getting it done in Washington, D.C. for the American people. Inversely, they have turned the power of government against the American people and the Republican Party and persecuted one president in particular for six years. But this is, a, this right. is a war now against the American people. And there, anyone with the, with rash, who is rational and with willing eyes can see it. Well, you're absolutely right. And that's why I think the midterm cycle is our, advan- is our one chance to finally get it right. And we can't just say, oh, you're a Republican, so you're going to go to Washington and fix it. There's too many rhinos out there, as you know, as you know all too well, Lou, who say they're going to come in and do what's right for the American Party. But they're just as bad as the Democrats because they don't uphold the values that you and I and so many Americans conservatives and middle-of-the-road Americans share. They just puppet them, and you have the likes of people in the Senate and Congress who want to go to Washington to serve their own egos, and they forget that they're serving the American people. That's why this town, Washington, D.C., is so hated. It's hated because of Congress and because it's corrupt ways. It's hated because Congress lives by a separate set of rules. They're allowed to buy and trade stocks on insider trading deals and get rich, and we're not. We have a, you know, a secretary in the president's cabinet who's trading uh, electric stocks while she's running the Department of, uh, well, I can't remember if it's transportation or energy or what have you. And then you have, uh, you know, of course, Nancy Pelosi's husband, who's doing insider trading for the last decade. And they get to play by these different sets of rules. Those are just a couple examples why Americans are so ticked off um, at these bureaucrats. And, of course, they pass no legislation of consequence. They provide us with no actual security on the border or countering narcotics or securing our our dollar. And uh, what do we have now? But uh, it costs, I just filled up my gas tank. It cost me $150. I, I just, I don't even know what to say. If that doesn't get you motivated to vote the right way, I really don't know what will. Uh, there is a, there is a terrible possibility looming. It, it may even be a probability 
And that is that even though every every Republican strategist I've talked to of late has said that we're going to, they may not use the word landslide or wave, but that's what they mean, a landslide or wave election. Uh, when they talk about getting 60 seats in the House, uh, winning that mm-hmm. uh, in a midterm election is huge, uh, even uh, in a midterm election where they typically, the party out of power wins seats. Uh, but it's about double the historic average, historical average. Uh, so I'm. There's a probability out there, though, that you know the Democrats did something in 2020. I don't see uh, any reason why they couldn't do it again. Nothing has changed. Really, nothing mm. has changed between the election of 2020 and 2022, except they're more desperate now because they know they're going to be just destroyed at the polls which to me is just additional motivation for the evil Marxist Dems uh, and their party to steal, rig another election. No, you're, you know, look, as always, you're, you're right on the money. And that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been crisscrossing the country, whether it's for, you know, uh, you know, Trump uh, endorsed candidates or whatnot to make sure I've, that I've been educating Americans on the importance of not just senators and congressmen and women, but the value of state attorney generals and state secretaries of state, because these are the positions in government, in state government, that control elections. The federal government does not, and rightfully so, should not. But I think what Americans learned as a result of 2020 is the importance of these other statewide elected offices, which I think why President Trump has jumped in to endorse so many candidates for these offices across the country in record numbers, because that's the fix. There is no other fix other than to get motivated and get our side to turn out in record numbers, but also to put these individuals in charge of places like Arizona and Nevada and Pennsylvania and Georgia and Wisconsin. So we don't have the repeated failures of 2020. Um, and I've been hopefully I've been trying to get, get the word out on that as much as I can. And I'm going to keep going around the country, uh, especially for president Trump's uh, endorsed candidates. That- January 6th panel, just to bring that up for a moment, uh-huh. because they had to delay a meeting uh, because there's a huge <laughs> rift, apparently, a, a schism in their ideological purity, uh, where the chairman of the committee uh, does not want to bring criminal referrals. And Adam Schiff and uh, Jamie Raskin absolutely, and Liz Cheney, of course, absolutely want criminal referrals. What do you make of this civil war within the the, the radical left? Uh, and the January 6th Soviet uh, Committee. <laughs> well, Lewis, as the individual who was first subpoenaed by the January 6th Unselect Committee and spent $200,000 in lawyer's fees just to make sure the American oh, public had the information they deserved, I, have very, I, I went in there and gave them all the information as chief of staff of the Department of Defense for the National Guard response and President Trump's rightful authorization days before for 20,000 National Guard men and women. This committee wanted to listen to none of those facts and none of the reporting that substantiates those facts, including Pelosi's own Capitol Police and Mayor Bowser's own government. And now this, this committee has shown its colors because you know this, if they, they went and tried to Hollywoodize the January 6th uh, the matter, and what do they do? They, they go and get some ABC executive who spiked stories of, for Jeffrey Epstein's victims, that's the man running their show, and they tried to get the world to listen. And you, Lou, you know, you and I both know this. If they had anything, they would have said it right out of the gate on prime time last week. 
They didn't. They have hyperbole and epithets that they're trying to sling. And now Adam Schiff wants his day in the sun. So he's trying to think he's going to become Speaker of the House or some nonsense and wants these referrals. These referrals are meaningless because they aren't substantiated by the facts. And what are they doing? They're politicizing guys. They're, they're taking on the likes of Bannon and, and Navarro and all these guys. And, uh, you know, it might, it, that might end up costing them in the end because now you could federally subpoena Nancy Pelosi, which I think Steve Bannon has done. So uh, I think the yes, boomerang's yeah. coming back and this January 6th committee is going to disband <laughs> in short order. Yeah, to Bannon's credit, I mean, he has uh, subpoenaed the entire committee uh, and uh, much of the staff. Uh, I, I, you know, I give him all the credit in the world. The question becomes, is this enough to do anything to blunt the raw, naked aggression of the Marxist <sighs> Dems who mean to take over this country? Because that that is in plain speak what they're doing. And what the and what the Republicans have is the way of a countervailing influence is they throw two uh, fundraisers uh, and maybe a uh, a mixer uh, with uh, light <laughs> drinks so that uh, yeah. they can talk to the donor class. That's it. I mean, Mitch McConnell is siding with the the ten Republican rhinos uh, who are part of the apparatchik now uh, with the mm-hmm. white the White House and Schumer and Pelosi to take away guns as a parting act for the two who are uh, retiring, uh, Portman uh, and uh, Blunder retiring. Uh, the rest are not up for election. So there's the brave crowd of 10. You're absolutely right. It's the same circle of, of miscreants um, up on Capitol Hill who are rounding the wagons because they see the power being taken from them. And they are exercising politics over law and fact by, A, like you said, trying to take our guns, um, unlawfully by trying to move these bills through because they see the only thing that the Democrats have to run on, because they can't run on the economy or national security, the only thing they have to run on is this January 6th hoax commission. Because of reporting like yours, I think most Americans have tuned out the mainstream media and are turning to uh, outlets like yours to receive true and credible reporting. And we're finally seeing a breakthrough. We're never going to get through to all those guys on the other side, but if we can get, you know, seven, eight, nine percent of those folks, then we're going to see. I actually believe we're going to see a different result um, in short order in the fall, which is why they're trying to gaslight these nonsensical bills through the halls of Congress, because they know um, their time is up. And this committee knows it, too. And, you know, Liz Cheney's days of in Congress are probably numbered as well, because it looks like Harriet Hagelman's going to unseat her up in Wyoming. I would like to go back to this point on January 6th as the, the chief of staff at defense you knew precisely what was happening with the National Guard, with the reserves, with the ability to mm-hmm. and the authorization to deploy uh, at the request of uh, Pelosi, Schumer, uh, and, and the mayor of D.C. Why did none of that happen? We know that Schumer had intelligence. That's been acknowledged mm-hmm. now. Uh, I, I would assume that means that they all had intelligence, that there could be problems and that they should prepare for them. What is your judgment about why they did not and why this committee, how this committee can possibly keep that under wraps? I think they wanted the political show. They wanted a way to bludgeon President Trump, and they wanted a way to advance the false narrative about this quote-unquote coup attempt. And let me just put that to bed, and I'll circle back to January 6th. The commander-in-chief in the White House ordered 
the Department of Defense, me, the chief of staff at DOD, to execute a presidential transition. That order would run in contravention to the hyperbole that President Trump was trying to execute a military coup. They told us we'd take our orders from the chain of command to transition. We've executed the largest transition in presidential history. Now, turning back to why they wanted this circus on January 6th, I believe they wanted that false narrative to perpetuate, which is what you're seeing on the January 6th committee. They're talking about coups and election stealing and all these things that are not true. And the, the, the insurrection and the sedition and whatever other words they're using nowadays. But the fact of the matter is the president of the United States authorized the security of the Capitol and the congressmen and women there days before. And Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer want nothing to do with it. They don't want to hear about it because they wanted the riot to go down in a fashion where they could politically exploit people um, for their votes. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's the only purpose this committee serves, this narrative, this farce. It's Russiagate 2.0 or impeachment 2.0 or, you know, stick in whatever acts you want from the liberals to come in that they've perpetuated over the years. And, um, you know, it's just as a guy who served for 16 years, mostly apolitically, you know, it's just sad to see government implode on itself at the cost of the American people. But, um, you know, look, I'll keep coming on your show and um, and telling it like it is. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, before we go here, I can talk about my new children's book, maybe maybe bring some levity to the conversation. <laughs> you bet. Well, never too. It's never too early for levity. Let's talk about a children's book real quickly. Yeah, no. So I wrote The Plot Against the King, Lou. And as my days as chief investigator for Russiagate, um, I thought our, our children should be entitled to a non-political narrative of what happened. So I said it in medieval times with Hillary Clinton and Keeper Comey and the Shifty Knight and a, and a King Donald and a Duke named Devin. And the illustrations are great. It tells our children the story of why we should fight for the truth and why a quest for the truth is so important because they're the future leaders. The plot against the king actually went to number one, thanks to President Trump. And uh, Google and the New York Times bestseller and Amazon already banned it. Not surprising, but uh, you can get your copy at theplotagainstheking.com. The, the illustrations and the narrative are so important to teach our kids. I'm on a mission to put it in every school across America. Well, theplotagainstheking.com. Uh, we will uh, we will continue to flog the children's book uh, by Cash Patel. Uh, you know that. By the way, that's a fun idea. I mean, it really is. And I want to congratulate you. And uh, by the way, getting the Times to ban it uh, gives you just a, another. That's almost the same thing as winning a, a, well, it's even better than winning a Pulitzer in my book. Thank you. I, I think it's a clever idea and a wonderful idea. Uh, let, let's turn to what we what we now face, and that is a determined White House to mm-hmm. destroy this. I mean, they're going, they're going to push something through. That's clear now. Uh, they have the votes to move ahead uh, on the Second Amendment, uh, red flag laws. We know that they're absolutely unconstitutional uh, and would be nothing but uh, a political tool in the hands of the the radical marxist dems who uh, who run this country right now what are we to do how do we respond when we have a party that's weakened by rhino liberals uh, and and really insufferable leadership i think i think you're right unfortunately i think they have the votes but i think the states got to come out and show their true power i think the states like uh, basically, uh, uh, Ohio, which, which authorized constitutional carry for the first time in, in America across the country. And I think you're going to see more states 
and more people in states mobilized to enforce their Second Amendment rights because the federal government does not have the authority to ban us. You know, these laws that they're passing and they're talking about, they don't say anything. And what I mean by that is what you said, Lou, red flag laws. Nobody even knows what red flag laws actually mean. They just think it sounds cool, so we should pass it. And they also talk about background checks. We already have background checks. How about we actually reform the background check system so the government agencies don't pipe, stovepipe the information and keep it from the gun owners and the gun industry so when we have someone with a mental illness or someone who's been arrested before, we actually know not to sell them a firearm. That's an actual fix. But this Congress doesn't want to talk about actual fixes. They want to talk about fixes they can sell at the polls. And quotes like red flag and background checks seem to be the hot button issue of the day. I just think Americans are too smart right now to fall for that again because they tried it 20 years ago and we saw that it didn't do anything. I'm all for proper gun reform laws, but this is just hyperbole. And I'm happy to, I'm happy to dive into the background check system with anyone who's serious about reforming our, our, our gun reform laws, but these people aren't. Now, they're not serious about anything except uh, making certain <laughs> that law-abiding <laughs> citizens don't have guns. And I, by the way, I will just say this straight up. If there were any time in our history that we should not give up our guns, this time is that time. As we wrap up here, uh, I, I do want to get a sense from you as to why we're having so much trouble in this country coming to terms with reality. Uh, whether it is uh, Disney pushing gender... <laughs> I, I don't know what to, to call it, uh, gender issues and throwing every kind of LGBTQ plus uh, at the screen that you can imagine. One uh, executive of Disney saying they wanted half of their product to be LGBTQ plus uh, plus uh, underrepresented uh, Americans, whatever that means. It doesn't sound like children's entertainment at all. It sounds like a propaganda mill at Disney, and we really must come to terms with that. We've got to come to terms with why a teacher's union and teachers want to talk about sex with five- to uh -huh. nine-year-olds and not tell their parents, uh, not inform their parents or seek their permission, and why in the world we should tolerate that and why there isn't even more outrage and a greater pushback against it. I think you're absolutely right, and I think this is what happened in Virginia, and I bring up Loudoun County as an example. You can't tick off suburban moms and dads. You just can't do that because you see what happens. They will mobilize and they will get to the polls and they will flip states red. And that's what happened in Virginia. And Loudoun was the epicenter of it. And what's happening with these, these things, and that's why I wrote the children's book, our children should be taught the truth. Our children should be taught facts about our history. Our children should not be taught critical race theory. They should have children's reading time. You know, we own these these matters for our, our, our future generation, and we can't allow corporate America, Disney and Amazon and whatever else, to come in and say, I'm going to talk to your, your son or daughter about sex at ages five, six, seven, eight, and nine, when they should be reading about the Constitution, our forefathers having some fun, um, you know, in the schoolyard. And this is how bad it's gotten. They call us what we do, indoctrination which again circles back to the hypocrisy of their ways. The only people indoctrinating children is the far left liberals with their political agenda. And that's all it is. You're, you know, it's funny for them to tell me when I write a children's book, keep politics out of school, which is exactly what I've done. And the only thing they're doing is injecting it into it. And I fully believe what happened in Loudoun County 
is going to explode across America because you cannot interfere with a, a mom and dad's right to educate your child. That will, more than any one factor alone, mobilize America to break from the political whims of this apparatus in Washington. And, and I hope that's the way it goes. I think that is the way it's going. When we, we know statistically that uh, Dr. Oz told me here on this show that something like uh-huh. 80% of the people who do commit to a, uh, a, a, a transition or whatever it is, uh, however you want to call it, uh, that they, they regret it after they've done it uh-huh. uh, and require great um, therapy. And, uh, and you know, it, it's just a, why are there so few facts and concerns about all of this? Why is the medical profession embracing such a thing? The medical profession has been, for a large part, become politicized as well, just like every asset of our society, aspect of our society. Like we were talking about children in school and education before, the medical profession was supposed to also be, you know, apolitical and live by that rule that's so uh, profound in their community. Now they're talking about, you know, our children. What what happened? You know, if you're an adult and you want to make a decision and live your life and you have that right to do so. But when you invade the space of our youth and when you, the government or local politicians, think it's actually in their better interest for you to decide versus their parents is where I think you and I intervene strenuously to say this is not yeah. the American way. And I think that's what's that's what's happening. Now, these doctors who with their fancy degrees, of course, let's not forget they're in it for the money and they get paid millions of dollars in grants to perform this bogus research and when you look at the hard facts, like you just mentioned in your interview with Dr. Oz, well, look at the actual damage we're causing people who never wanted to go through with that in the first place. And now we want to expose our children to that. So we have another generation of Americans who have mental instability because we, as parents, didn't, weren't given the right to control their educational path. I just think that this is, uh, this is the one that sends the left over the liberal Looney Tune edge and, and hopefully brings us back to the center center right where we need to be <laughs> when you watch commercials uh in this country right now all brought to you by corporate america there's one message after unrelenting message after unrelenting message and it's all the same nonsense uh it is mm-hmm. uh it is pure propaganda it is has nothing to do with reality it has nothing to do with planet earth uh it is pure propaganda uh, it isn't about a family. Uh, there is no normal family ever represented on on uh, television, let alone in the commercials. They they mock families, they mock parents, they mock uh, every value that most of us hold dear. And and that's why we have to we have to reorient not just the platform and the and the messaging, but the community itself. We have to provide our children with alternate uh, forms of education. Um, you know, writing a children's book, The Plot Against the King, is one way to do it. But we have to come up with movies and TV shows and cartoons and provide them with foundational fact-based learning that's representative of our, of our constitutional republic and our founding fathers. You know, I'm 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 going to continue that effort. I, I wrote one children's book. I've already gonna I've got three in the works, and we're going to hopefully make a cartoon and make a movie and give parents an option. Uh, the right option, I believe, uh, to educate their children in in a way that they. Uh, feel is appropriate, not in a way that's overly political. So I guess this is my new mission. <laughs> I didn't realize I was signing up oh. for it, but I think you're right. We have to provide the alternative basis, and uh, we're going we're gonna to continue to do so over at uh, well, Fight With Cash. 
Uh, let me, uh, if I may, turn to you now for your concluding thoughts as we wrap up here. Uh, as always, a fascinating talk, and I thank you so much uh, for being with us. Uh, as we always do with our guests, you get the last word. Well, Lou, first of all, you know, I say what I tell people when I'm traveling around the country and I do, you know, three, four, five events a week or every two weeks now for President Trump and candidates across America, local and statewide office. And here's what I tell them. Everybody asks me at every single event, where do we get the truth? And you know what I tell them? I say, turn off your TVs and turn on shows like Lou Dobbs. Turn off the radio and stop ordering the mainstream media printed garbage and go to shows um, like uh, Lou Dobbs and company where you can get facts on the economy and national security. And I mean that. I've actually gone out and said that. I just got back from Nevada in a four-stop uh, swing saying that. And that's the question that people keep asking. Okay. So as a concluding thought, I think the message is getting out there. People want to actually see real news again. We just have to show them it doesn't exist on TV and mainstream radio anymore in print. And there's so many great options to go to um, starting with your show. So I'm going to continue that message, uh, if I may. <laughs> Gosh, thank, you. thank you so much. We appreciate it, as always. Uh, and uh, safe travels as you go around the country. And uh, again, thanks for everything that you're doing for the country. We appreciate it. Gash Patel. Thanks, Lou. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Here tomorrow, our guest will be the great Mike Lindell. We'll be talking about Walmart deciding to cancel my pillow in their stores. Mike says it's all just pure politics, and we'll be talking about his efforts to get injunctions against voting machines and his fear that the Marxist Dems will try to rig this election. That's tomorrow, right here on The Great America Show with Mike Lindell as our guest. Please join us. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.